our mantra has been have the day you have. If she needs to have a day where she stays in bed because she's exhausted and like a little sad, that's great. I'll come bring you your breakfast and help you however I can. Some days you have more energy than me and I'm like, why don't you call a friend? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm tapping out. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I'm your girl, Nicole Rose, with the podcast all about the mindset of a true queen. I'm a semi retired DJ turned podcaster obsessed with positivity, psychology, and manifestation. Here to support you on your journey to attracting your dreams. Let's get it. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy, ladies. So excited to be here sharing this time and space with you guys. Today on the show, we are chatting with a very unique mother-daughter duo about using humor and resilience to up-level your health. That's right, not one, but two queens. We have Kate Nichols and her mother, Claudia. These two have always been polar opposites, yet somehow they're uncomfortably close. Actually, it's kind of comfortable because I felt basically like a part of their family when I recorded on their podcast with them. Claudia is more of like the straight-laced Christian mother type, and Kate is an LA-based little bit risque comedian. They do everything together, even their own podcast called Stage 4 Clinger, where they navigate their way through Claudia's stage 4 breast cancer diagnosis with a healthy dose of humor. I am so excited to welcome both these queens on the show. How are you, ladies? Doing great. Fantastic. Feeling like queens, honestly. (laughs) That was a nice intro. It really was. I was mesmerized by your voice. Thank you. I love that. We need to try harder. (laughs) (laughs) You guys deserve only the best. Uh I had such a good time with you guys on Stage 4 Clinger. And I just want to give a big shout out right now to our listeners that when you're loving this episode and you're thinking that you need more of these laughs and this big queen energy, pop over to Stage 4 Clinger and you can hear... The episode swap we did that is completely different and all about different topics. More oh, about yes. me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's I all know. about you. I love her. <laughs> we do. We fell in love with you. Oh, well, I fell in love with you guys too. I think I have old queen, old queen energy. <laughs> I don't know if it's big queen or old queen. Old queen energy. Claudia, Candy, you're young queen energy, guys. You guys don't know this, but we already are on that level where we all shared our stripper names. And Mm -hmm. mine is Nikki Rowe. She's a fancy hoe. We've got Claudia. Who goes by Candy Nichols. Candy Nichols. Mine would be Candy Girl. Yours is Peaches. Oh, my God. Like Justin Bieber's new hit track. Like how many strippers, new strippers came out as Peaches this year? Oh, my God. So many. Oh, my God. So many. Oh, Am I right? Especially in the South. Peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could sing the rest of that song, you but cannot. I don't know the words. Not in front of my mom. <laughs> no, what no, was no, it? No. Big. It was. She was like big pimp, and she turned into big pizza, big pizza spread and cheese. Because <laughs> she loves rap music, but hates the that. lyrics. Because she is a little Christian lady. I even the Snoop Dogg one, which isn't even dirty, but for some reason, like sipping gin and juice, you even switch that. No, I sit the one where it's like I'm a, with a rodeo clown and <laughs> we're drinking uh, some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I got it going on. <laughs> Claudia, you have young queen energy. Aww, it's official. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank she you. Does. It's official. Mm-hmm. As long as I can keep my teeth in. 
I better keep my teeth in. It's like, I thought Kate was the comedian, but Uh like, be on point, babe. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You really are. (laughs) It's actually kind of funny too, because like, okay, so I don't mind, like, I wouldn't mind like sharing the spotlight with my mother. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem for me. I'm not a greedy queen, but like, I just don't know that her and I, like there was a point in the pandemic where we were like, we're all dying. Let's live together, right? Like Mm -hmm. every other young person in America unmarried like Mm -hmm. me and Kate not to call you out but to call you out (laughs) very proudly unmarried (laughs) very proudly single as fuck (laughs) very proudly not getting laid earmuffs Claudia earmuffs (laughs) (laughs) but but there was just a point where I moved in with her and honestly it was going so well until it wasn't and I mean not that we were like ever super at each other's throats but like I know that it is not easy to kind of like do everything together mm-hmm. plus live together hang out together help each other I know that you're taking care of Claudia sometimes Kate mm-hmm. and not that she needs that much taken care of from an outsider's perspective <laughs> but how do you guys do it like what is the secret sauce like do you guys ever fight like everyone listening <laughs> yes. right now like wants what you have so tell us we definitely fight um but we also we've gotten really good at clear communication and that's something that we lacked when I was younger where we weren't clear in our communication and our needs and expressing ourselves. So uh, even when we like, we'll snip at each other, we'll, we'll snap at each other. And then we're like, okay, what I actually need right now. (laughs) And she's rolling her eyes. Okay. Um, And also just kind of accepting each other for who we are has been very helpful for our relationship. Like my mom is always going to be, I've given up. Yeah. We both have given up trying to change (laughs) one another. And then instead just being like, okay, yeah, that's, that's my mom. That's how she is. She's going to poke fun at my outfit and tell me I need to cut my hair differently and dye it differently. And I just need to, uh, that's ever exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's not just, and then the perspective, I mean, the best advice I could give is treat your mom. Like she has stage four breast cancer (laughs) and wait on her hand and foot. It's, I mean, no, really. It's like, you don't, you don't know how long you've got with exactly. her. So like, get over yeah, it. Right. Really. It's like, not that big a deal. Whatever. She's going to say some offensive yes. shit from time to time. <laughs> Roll off your shoulders, you know, exactly. dust off your shoulders. God, I'm really bad at the like analogies. Is that Roll what you call them? What did I say? Or, yeah. Yeah. What do you say? You said but needles on a chalkboard. No, it was like needles show. on a yeah. chalkboard. Like, what is that? And all I'm thinking is like shooting up dry, like that image. <laughs> Bad, right yeah. in chalkboard there's like kids around that just like, no needles around vibes. classrooms i feel like no needles <laughs> in the classroom no i don't know you may have started a new saying needles I, on the chalkboard i wouldn't put it past I her hope not. She, yeah. she is an entrepreneur she is an influencer she <laughs> I, so i'm gonna i'm also adding human meme to my oh, repertoire i like that i love that well wait i want to tell her how i deal with you oh okay See a lot oh, yeah, of times, yeah, yeah. Oh I God, I just sorry. tune her out. <laughs> yeah, and I okay. don't even have an, a a hearing aid, but I can just kind of <laughs> shut my mind off. Mm-hmm. What I have a hard time doing is tuning back in when I need to, and then that'll mm-hmm. make her a little angry if mm-hmm. she's really saying something I should listen to. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds like a pretty healthy coping strategy, right there. Yeah, I'm into that. So my biggest problem with my mother, and and by the way, this is not really a problem because I will say this, we're closer than we've ever been. Like mm-hmm. when I lost my father and we'll get into a little Aww. bit more of my, mm-hmm. like, it, it's okay. It's like, it's my sob story, but it's not, right? You yeah. know, because it's like, what doesn't kill you just makes you fucking strong, right? Like, yes. right? You know, I don't got to <laughs> tell you twice, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, 
we would always just like escalate things. Like mm-hmm. it would be like, no, you're a bitch. It's like, yeah. I just said that I'm having a bad day and it's like, bitch. And it's like, bitch. And it's like, before you know it, someone is slamming a door and like shouting and like breaking a shit. And it's like, I don't know how it went from zero to 60 mm-hmm. so fast. And then I will just be like locked in my room, like with barricaded with a chair by her or something. And I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? Am I climbing out the window? Like, hmm. Anyway, she's so angry right now. She's listening to this. But, like she's angry texting right now. You know what I mean? But it's like, we're going to tell K-Pen, that's her nickname. It's not very strippery. We got to work on that. Kind of. We're going to tell K-Pen to like, you know, breathe it out. Baby. Mm-hmm. Breathe it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't do a don't lot even of look. cursing, but occasionally... We're both flipping the bird at each other. Yeah, we just flip each other same off. Time. And then it usually makes us laugh. Like after, like we just start flipping each other the bird. Like she'll just look over and I'll have like, yeah, I'll just be giving her the middle finger from across the couch. And she'll be like, yeah, same to you. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? If somebody gives you a thumbs up, right? Mm-hmm. If Kate tells you something and Claudia and she's like, you know, I really need you to cook dinner tonight. I'm having a really long day on this podcast. Like, <laughs> and you give her a thumbs up. Like, is that like a fuck you? Because I kind of, I kind of. Honestly, I kind of take it that way. No, thumbs up means I hear you. I got this covered. I will be calling one of the restaurants to <laughs> pick food up. To deliver the yeah. food. She doesn't yeah. cook. I cook. Yeah. So she, but she okay. is really good at getting takeout. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I it, it, guess it depends the attitude that the, that the thumbs up, you know, because it could be kind of like yeah. up yours. <laughs> it could be kind of I'm like assuming a your yeah. mother gives you thumbs up. Is that what's triggering you? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just more that like I, I when when so, it's a trigger for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. When when a friend like when I say something and a friend just thumbs up it, I'm like, fuck you too. Yeah, like uh, like I didn't know we were escalating. This. Like this was just a combo, <laughs> and now we're in a fight. Okay, <laughs> this must be a young person's thing. Then yeah, well you know because yeah. I do feel like it's a little passive aggressive when somebody just thumbs up your like yeah. right over text. And somebody just yeah. gives you like a thumbs up react. And I'm like, okay, just say back like, yes, confirmed. Will do. <laughs> but- oh, you all are saying like it's the least they could do kind of a thing. They're not doing enough. I mean, that makes sense too. Yeah. yeah. It's not enough. Okay. I'm, I'm a talker. You yeah, know, that's what I tell are. all the we guys. Are. There are really no guys that want to date me that listen to this <laughs> podcast. But but that's okay because we love the ones that do listen because yes. they are fun. Queens, but I tell all the guys I want to date me, I'm like, look, your text game, mm-hmm. like it better be on point. Don't show up to Nicole Rose slacking on the text. Because I will lose interest so fast. Mm-hmm. I will lose interest before I gain interest. Oh, that would drive me nuts if somebody was trying to text me. You don't want any text no. at all from a guy? No text? No. Just say, call me and say, would no. you like to go to dinner? And I say, what, are we yes, married? what time? And it's five o'clock. Oh, God, that's too early. Seven o'clock. And then I don't want to hear from you again. Just knock on my door at 10 till 7 and off we go. Not me. Claudia, Claudia, that would give me a panic attack if a stranger from a dating app knocked on my door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, just tell no, you no, I don't do dating. I, I don't date either. And so. if we had made a plan and then, like, it, we say, okay, dinner on Friday, and I don't hear from him until he shows up at my door on Friday, I'll be like, psycho, I assumed the plans were off because I got yeah, no the plans confirmation text day of. Oh, I couldn't oh, yeah. survive. How are you going on a date in the woods? And how does someone yes. cook in the woods? He's like going to start a fire? I moved back to my small hometown. Now, um, wait a minute. A lot of be- people don't know. You have a date tonight. No, I know. I'm, I'm, okay. Yes, I'm, I'm getting there. But I'm, I'm <laughs> prefacing. So, yes, I have a date tonight. And I told Nicole that I'm having um, a guy is cooking me dinner over an open fire. 
in the woods. So I moved back to my small hometown at the beginning of the pandemic to be with my mom to get her through COVID because she couldn't leave the house like whatsoever. Um, So I was doing the grocery shopping and the pharmacy pickups and the doctor's visits with her and all that stuff. So in our little town in Berlin, Maryland, it's like a big uh, camping glamping community in here. So he uh, has a trailer that he's camping at one of our like parks nearby. So I'm going to the woods for a first date to be wined and dined and 69'd in a trailer. No, 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 no. I... Oh my Earmuffs, God. candy. Earmuffs. <laughs> I'm just going to like get her a pair of, I don't know what, of real earmuffs. Real right? earmuffs. I need real earmuffs. Other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just keep them on all the time. It's going to be heck on our podcast, but it's, I can do did it. Did you say it's going to be heck on our podcast? Yes, it'll be heck. It's going to be heck on it'll our podcast. It'll be heck. <laughs> she won't hear anything. She'll just tune me out. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll go, were you talking to me? <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun. Claudia, before you start tuning us out, I want to get into it with you, okay? (laughs) I want to really dig in to your story, okay? I think, (laughs) you know, I've learned from you guys a little bit more, and and I've worked with Susan G. Komen before, so I know a little bit about... Oh, good for you. ...for breast cancer. Well, I, I... like to support the cause, of course, but it's it's still, you know, I think it's still kind of an unknown territory, right? Because it's in your bones. It's mm-hmm. not something that we can just eradicate immediately. No. So that is, that is, has to be a tricky thing, right? I'm a type A fixer type of person. Yes. And yeah. I just, I want to dig into the, to your mindset. Like, how do you cope with this? Did you have the tools already in your toolbox to handle this when you found out? Did you, have you grown? Like, can you take, I know this, yeah. I just changed gears, guys. Yeah. I just, I yes. just went real serious on Seamless. y'all, but I know Claudia will bring it back up. That's fine. You know, of course, at my age, you go for your mammogram once a year. And so I went for my regular mammogram and then I started failing tests, which is not usual for me. <laughs> and um, thank God Kate was here. It was mm-hmm. right after Christmas and she was going to leave at the end of January to go back. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. To L.A. This year, you mean? No, when I was diagnosed. No, I came home to visit at the beginning of the year, um, around like March, May. Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're going to argue about that. April. <laughs> no, none of that. Nope. <laughs> yes, I, I was failed, home visiting. I was January is when I failed my first biopsy and yes. you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, thank God she was here. So she went through the whole thing with me. And we are, were originally told I had stage one breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Now with stage one, you can cure this thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we literally went into surgery thinking I was going to have a tummy tuck and new boobs. Yeah. With stage one, they'll they'll like fix your, they'll scoop out the bad stuff, maybe remove a couple of lymph nodes. And then that should only take about two to three hours. And then a plastic surgeon comes in and takes the fat from your stomach and makes you new boobs. And so you basically have like a new rock and bod and it's kind of like stage one's kind of great. (laughs) And it's not great, but I was working on that tummy thing for a long time. I was ready. It was, it was purely ready to come up and become my boobs. You were growing it, yeah. <laughs> during the surgery, they found out that mine wasn't in my breasts as much as it was in my lymph nodes. So I had 20-some oh. lymph nodes on each side taken out. Yeah. And the 
the four hour surgery became like eight hours. And at Mm -hmm. that point, Kate kind of knew something was up, but they came out and told her at that time they thought it was stage three. Yeah. I don't think they did. Well, that's they they said. It's probably stage three. It's, you know, it's in the lymph nodes in both breasts. So we'll have to do probably radiation, chemotherapy. They didn't think they'd have to do that um, with just stage one. Yeah. And then. So then I, they start. They did a PET scan and they found that I had some bone lesions. In like five places? Four. Four places, yeah. And they did a biopsy and it turns out it was in the bones. So if it's in the bones in your breast, it's stage four. Mm -hmm. Now, we freaked out. Yeah. Remember we asked the plastic surgeon, could I drink? And he was like, I would. He said, I definitely drink. Yeah, we were sitting in your, you were having a follow-up with the plastic surgeon who works in the um, Mercy Medical Center in in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. He works specifically. They have everything. Yeah, on breast cancer. And so we were sitting there when she got the call from the other doctor with the results of the PET scan. And so this guy, this like, this Baltimore like preppy lacrosse playing doctor is like, we just like are bawling in his office. And she's, she said, doctor, can I drink? And he was like, yeah, I would. <laughs> oh, I, would. I would definitely drink. I'd be kissing my, but Never mind. she, she, she was more of the fall apart and I'm, I not, not me. I, I was yeah. the like rah, rah. Okay. We got this. Yeah. Um, have the day. But that's how it has to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I wanted to ask you too, Kate. I mean, you're, 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 you're answering it for me, but <laughs> How, you know, I, I kind of shared this with you guys briefly, but my father was diagnosed with thyroid cancer mm-hmm. when I was 11. And so, you know, that for me was living with, you know, he lived until I was like 28, 29. So that was, you know, most mm-hmm. of my lifetime, you know, two thirds of my lifetime so far. And with him, he had cancer. And so that we were always trying to manage it and, and just... Yeah. It, it would, they would like say it would go away, but like, I think sometimes cancer doesn't really go away. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a big believer that um stress. If you have a lot of stress in your life, that yeah. there's cancer in your body and yes. the stress kind of lets it out. She was very much like it a activates wasp. the gene. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. It activates the gene. Exactly. I've read so, a lot about that. That's yeah. interesting. She yeah. did a lot of like holding back, sweeping things under the rug. Like, like not anymore. Not anymore. Now I'm like, okay, that gave you cancer. Now you got to just shout it out. My rags are <laughs> like, so dirty. is that what works for you? Like, ru- like moving through your emotions, like just letting it out. Like what, so what are your coping strategies what can what have you learned that you can impart on us young hungry people that will eventually go through things that we're going to need to grow through well Mm -hmm. my doctor said when you get a stage four diagnosis you either go into a no-go stage where you just go to bed and wait to die Mm -hmm. or you go into a go-go stage and i immediately went into a go-go stage started cutting way back on work and started traveling so i went to uganda i went to south Africa. I went to China. I mean, I just started traveling Mm -hmm. and, but also you traveled with me a lot. Uh, Nick traveled with me some Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit, right? Yeah. Oh, also I will tell you a small dose of an antidepressant that Kate ran into my doctor and said, you got to give her something. Yeah. After her (laughs) double mastectomy and after the, um, after we found out that that was much worse than we thought she was dealing with like uh, anxiety for the first time in her life. And so she could, needed me around constantly. And if I was, you know, if I even like left the bedroom to go into the kitchen, she's like, where are you going? So I was like, I'm going to be gone for 10 minutes. And I drove to her doctor's office, didn't have an appointment, like busted through the door and was like, my mom needs Xanax. <laughs> she needs an yeah. She needs help. 
I need help. <laughs> They're like, excuse me, you have been watching way too many commercials and reading, <laughs> reading the Google way too much. Sit down. Sit down. Clearly explain what is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, They're like, is it you? Is, is it, it you who needs it, Kate? <laughs> is it me? So I'm 61, mm-hmm. uh, which is young for somebody really to have yeah. stage four cancer. And I just realized... And my doctor told me this is kind of like managing a um, chronic illness, chronic illness, mm-hmm. like a diabetes or something like that. And, You'll have it for the rest of your life, right? And I'll die from it unless I die from like a heart attack. From we were my... talking about how much how much it would suck if like she got like hit by a bus or died in a car accident. She's like, "Are you kidding me?" A plane, no, <laughs> plane I, crash. I don't think I think it would be funny. Like, that I'm up and then I die in a plane crash and I have stage four cancer. So it's like, ha ha, cancer, you did not get me. It was that trip to... To Thailand? Yeah. That's what got me. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why we think that's funny, but we do. We do. But another coping mechanism is just to have, like, fun. So mm-hmm. the first day that she was diagnosed, I, went, I was in town and went with her to the doctor. And I was like, okay, so we're sitting in the car and we were like, she was, I said, what do you want to do now? And she goes, I guess I'll go take a nap and then head back into the office. And I was like, absolutely not. Ooh, this is your no. cancer day. And so we <laughs> no. went and we got martinis and tacos and then had wine and creme brulee like at like one in the afternoon and had a cancer day. And our mantra has been have the day you have. If she needs to have a day where she stays in bed because she's exhausted and like a little sad, that's great. I'll come bring you your breakfast and help you however I can. Some days you have more energy than me. And I'm like, why don't you? call a friend (laughs) i'm I'm tapping out (laughs) right but yeah we like that we have the day you have have the day you have and we have fun and we don't whisper about cancer we say that we're cancer bullies bullies. yeah obviously she couldn't keep doing her bucket list worthy travels once covid hit so that's why we made the podcast um so that i would be (gasps) sort of her one woman make a wish and set up (laughs) bucket list worthy conversations with people like yourself and our other guests that we've had. We've had wonderful guests. It it turns out if you play the cancer card in people's DMs, they usually say yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's like funny, but also like I literally, I'm so honored that you guys wanted to talk to me. So absolutely, it just makes me feel like I did something really valuable with my day to day. So you can brag to people be like, listen, like I talked to a stage four cancer patient today. Like call me a victim if you really want something. (laughs) Oh, she would like that story. Tell me about that. Claudia, do you think of yourself as a victim at all? Do you have that mindset or did you relinquish that immediately? You know, I immediately got rid of that because you start thinking, why me? And then you're like, well, why not you? Mm -hmm. You know, and once you get to that spot, you're like, okay, now it's time to make the best out of this that you can. Mm -hmm. And I, gosh, think I have done so many things since this diagnosis Mm -hmm. that I would never have done. Yeah. Uh, so, and thanks, thanks to you. You're welcome. I mean, thanks to me, really. <laughs> but thanks to you somewhat. But the only time that she's ever referred to herself as a victim, which I think you'll really like this quick story, when it, she was reco- in the hospital recovering from her double mastectomy and we're chatting with one of her nurses and her nurse says something like, oh, you know, because I'm a Leo, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a Sagittarius. And my cousin's like, I'm a Gemini. And my mom goes, I'm a cancer victim. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. I mean, but once again, it's like, was that your natural reaction to just use humor? Or did that take time? Right? Like I, what do you think? I think I forced it it on you. No, it took a little, (laughs) 
it took a little time. I mean, I'm, I'm human. Kate's human. It took a little time, but you feel so helpless. So the only thing we feel like we have control over is how we're going to react. And our reaction is, like Kate said, I'm not going to tell you I have cancer. You know, I'm going to say I have cancer. It sucks, you know, (laughs) and uh, we kid and we laugh and it Uh takes away some of that power that this diagnosis has. So I what I feel like we're taking back a little power. Absolutely. Having like comedy is all about gaining control of of the room you're in, of a situation of, uh, you know, when you're the chubby kid in class, you use humor to have a control of the narrative. When you have cancer, why not? Why not use that as a sense of control in a situation that feels so out of control? Yeah. And wow. it's some of our favorite guests. Oh, gosh, we've had such great guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an Olympic athlete. Gold, mesle- gold medalist, not medalist. mother went through cancer and went bald. And she used to go by her and lick her head. I just thought that was Very so Kanye, funny. Very Kanye, Amber Rose, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all the um, the comedians we have on, they always are like trying to fill us out to see if we want to be, you know. Funny or sweet. Yeah, they're like, what's the vibe? Gloom and doom or do we yeah. want to be funny? <laughs> yeah. And John Glazer is the one that recommended at the end of our podcast that we go beep, 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 beep. beep. Yeah, that we do like a flat line. He's uh, from Parks and Rec. That's he funny. plays Councilman Jam. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I knew your vibe was high energy and uplifting mm-hmm. from the second I got on because I could just like feel the energy in the room or the virtual room, if you will. <laughs> but no, that that that's really interesting. And also, I wanted to ask you specifically, Claudia, like you said you were going every year for your mammograms. Yeah. How did they miss this? Okay, she lied to you a little a bit. Later, it was- well, I missed okay. my husband. <laughs> no, I, just, was- I think every woman listening needs to hear this. Yeah. They need to know. Yeah, so- my husband was sick, and I missed about a year and a half of a mammogram. But here, I wouldn't have caught it anyway. Yeah, it was sneaky. It was mine. Was a sneaky one playing mm-hmm. in my um, lymph nodes. They almost they okay. had such a hard time like um, getting it to biopsy it that they almost said, "Let's just check back in in six months." In six months, yeah, and I probably would have been. Thank God dead. they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of would have been. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. It <laughs> would have been everywhere. I, I know. Mean, I'd have my inheritance already. But um, <laughs> we also recommend that if you are in a small town that doesn't necessarily have as much experience training in, in your exact field, once we knew that she had a sneaky cancer, we went to the next like big city that we could, uh, to Baltimore, to go to an acclaimed place, which yeah. is okay. great. Yeah. That's great advice, too. That's yeah, and it, so it sounds like your version is more rare. Am I right yes. in saying that? I think, so. I, well, it's still breast cancer, and it's still a regular type of breast cancer, mm-hmm. probably one of the more prevalent. But, yeah, where it was, it was a sneaky little sucker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. So we know that you use humor, mm-hmm. right, to build resilience, right, and relinquish, and that you've, you've given up on stress. You're like, screw it. I just don't do stress anymore. And holy moly, I am trying to do that every single day. That is like my new mantra with I'm a fucking queen, but I'm like, I'm stress, honey. So I'm doing that one too. So I am with you on that because I know that stress activates, you know, activates oh, yeah. genes of disease in our body that maybe because we now know that like 70% of it is environmental. Mm-hmm. So 
you you actually have control over your genes. Oh my god, that's crazy. I've, um, opened, I've opened my mind to things I've never been open to before, yeah. like sound therapy, Reiki. Oh, cool. Um, oh yes, air, mm-hmm. uh, aerial yoga. That's one of my favorites. Oh, cool. Aerial yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I started in- learning Reiki, <gasps> I, I can I practice now. That's amazing. You do it. Or you have. I mean, I, I've only given a session once, but I I trained under wow. a, a Reiki. That's really cool. Yeah, but it, no, but Reiki has proven health out like oh, proven absolutely. proven positive health outcomes. My my mom uses it in the hospital. Oh, that's and awesome. So it's actually common now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool. So you're just kind of on this spiritual journey, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. redefining exactly who the fuck Candy is going to show up in this world <laughs> as. <laughs> What about like, how does your faith, right? Like I know oh, yeah. that you lead with your Christianity or spiritual, whatever, it, you yeah. know, I think mm-hmm. for me, it matters less about their, you know, the exact God. Cause I think me too, but she one, has but, very uh, clear views of, well, I'm a Christian and uh-huh. I have, um, I have faith in an afterlife in a heaven. And I find that very comforting. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, reading the Bible, praying. And I think prayer is huge. And I've had yes. a lot of people tell me they're praying for me. And that just warms my heart. As I try to pray for everyone that I know, I have probably a half dozen friends going through this. And so I oh, pray wow. for them at nighttime and I feel good. And I'm hoping they do too. And yeah. That's yeah. beautiful, Claudia. It sounds like you have really leaned into mm-hmm. your faith and prayer during this time. And I I really truly believe in that. I mean, I I pray and meditate and I I think just I mean, there's all this research around positive thinking that we now know is true. And what is mm-hmm. prayer? It's positive right. thinking. I, you know, everybody's got all different beliefs, right, on this right. stuff, but yeah. but the research is there. Like mm-hmm. the, the fact of the matter is is prayer can help affect positive health outcomes as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so interesting and smart. And I just love, I love what you said about, you know, that, that when you get a diagnosis or you go through a hardship like this in life, you have two options. You Mm -hmm. can either be a no-go or a go-go. And like, that's it. Like, it's true, right? Like I've, I've been there in, in things that were not nearly as serious, but like there was one experience in my mid twenties where I, we lost a business that I had heavily invested in time, money, all of that. Yeah. Like basically overnight due to some or unforeseen sort of circumstances. I mean, that's how it always is. Right. And, and I like couldn't get out of bed for like a couple of yeah. months. Like I was like uh-huh. so distraught. But after that experience, I never let anything rip me apart, you know, after okay. that. So it's sometimes you have to like go through it to grow through it. Right. Cause there's still going to be more hurdles in life. And Hopefully not for you though. I mean, you get a pass. You get a hall card. <laughs> like you're done. She, sailing. She's well, on vacation now. <laughs> what do you feel like was one of your takeaways with going through the path that you had with your dad and his thyroid cancer? Uh, I you know, I'm still trying to make sense of all of that. I think I think it just left me a little bit like it, it just shaky and kind of like insecure about family, you know, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Italian heritage wise and culture wise, and I'm so big on family. And hence why I'm like answering my dog's doctor's phone call yes. on a podcast <laughs> recording because family is my everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that, I think it's just, it really is driving me to want to build my own and also just to keep his legacy alive and and find ways to connect with him where he's at now. Because I do think that when I'm 
quiet enough to meditate and listen and be like, there are all these signs of things that he sends me and that psychics that we have on the show and other people tell me, like people will pick up on stuff all the time and come and tell me if I'm not in a receptive place, then I can't hear it. Mm -hmm. So it's just about like, like you said about being more open. It's just about like the minute that I was like, dad, come to me. I miss you. I'm struggling. I need to hear from you. I need to know that you're still with me, that you still love me. The minute that I did that, like two years after his passing, like he came to me in a dream that night. I was in on a vacation and he just showed up in my dream. And, and we've had, had a a connection ever since it's not there every day, but Mm -hmm. that's comforting, isn't it? There's, there's hope for you. Yes. yes. But Claudia, that's, that's Claudia's not going comforting. anywhere anytime soon. She's not going. Yeah, she's too stubborn. But that is actually very comforting to me. And we do like to talk about like um, what sh- what messages she'll send me from beyond. Like, what did we decide? Like, not a butterfly. I haven't but figured, we haven't it, figured out it out yet. No. Yeah. But oh, butterflies something. are a good one. That's very spiritual. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I'm usually, I usually live by the water. So if you want to be like a, I don't know, like a sea crab, dolphin. Yeah, she might want to be a crab. <laughs> I she feel like she'd be, be a really surf. good crab. I'll be the turf. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll figure it out. This is me coming to you, so I got to okay, figure it out. But don't let it be anything that I'm like a fr- like. I don't want you to be like a spider or a snake or anything like that. Yeah. If if a bear because I will kill up. you again. <laughs> oh, weirdo. Ladies, this has been amazing. Aww. Thank you so much for sharing, for being so vulnerable and open, both of you, but especially you, Candita. 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 You're a treat. Yeah. Thank you so much for Aww. having us on. We we love you. We love your podcast. Yes. And this has been a real treat for us today. Yes. And, and before you guys go, please make sure to tell all of our ladies where they can find you, where they can listen to Stage 4, Clinger, Connect, mm-hmm. slide into the DMs, all that stuff. Yes, stuff. that'll be her. Yes. So we are <laughs> Stage 4, Clinger. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram, which is our, our main platform, at the Stage 4 Clingers. And you can find me at Kate Nichols with two L's and two Z's. And I post a lot of Claudia content. You can't, you can't find me. You can't. She's, she's I, I'm only here for the, the Claudia content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she has her own highlight. <laughs> I am going to follow you too so that we can Aww. stay connected. Yes. yes. Best friends. Awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much. It was a treat. I hope, I hope that disco is alive and well for years to come. Yes. Add, are you adding disco to your prayers? Disco to my prayers. I'm adding you to my prayers. <laughs> Don't you worry about him. He has been in a like a fancy hospice retreat for like five years now. He is doing A-OK. He came from a kill shelter, OK? This is an upgrade. He's yes. going to be just fine. But oh, you are in my prayers, thank Claudia. You, and thank you guys for asking about my Thank dad. you. We love you. Love love you guys. (laughs) All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars, maybe share it with a girl who needs to hear this advice today. We'd be oh so grateful if you had time to leave a little review too. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Big Queen Energy Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the AM to Big Queen Energy, supporting you on your journey to fearless creation.